Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome everyone to the next installment of Drag is the New Spandex. My name is Oral, I'm your host, yay me! Back by popular demand, with us today as usual, even though this is only the second episode, uh, we have Pat, aka Bearskin Rug. What's going on? And we have Brian, and today we have a very special guest, because all of our guests are very special. We have... Bear Ox, say Bear. Welcome to the show. Hey, Gummy Bears. How are you doing? Ooh, I like that. Yes. I really right. like that. See, I think that every every icon, every mm-hmm. drag queen should have a special, like, thing that they call their fans. Like, for example, Azalea Banks totally calls everyone mermaids. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? I like Gummy Bears. That's super sweet. Where'd you get it from? Um, Actually, my drag sister, Lovely Lady Lips, calls all of her fans her lipsticks. Mm-hmm. And so we were sitting there one day, and I was just like, well, I want a name. And we just looked at each other, and I was just like, oh, gummy bears. They're soft, chewy, they melt in your mouth, and they taste real good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tasted a lot of your gummy bears? Just one. Just one. My biggest fan. That's my cubby at home. Aww. Yeah. Way to just throw I got a man in my face. <laughs> well, oh. I'll hide my ring and all, you know. Oh, sorry. oh excuse me. Sorry, sorry. Girl, is that 18 or 24? <laughs> well, actually, it's stainless steel, but it has black diamonds. Ooh. So, you know. Okay, well, you know, Tell us about who you are as a performer. As a performer, who I am. Um, you know, I just like the shock factor mm-hmm. of just, if you saw me from behind, you'd be like, okay, there's, you know, another drag queen and there's, you know, another performer, entertainer. And then I turn around and I have this beard, you know, and it's just that shock factor, that total, um, excuse my French, but that total gender fuck. Mm. You know, uh, I just really like to shock all of 
my fans and every way that I'm entertaining, all the way from the facial hair to props that I've used that I actually one time uh, was told that I couldn't do a routine that I've done before because I actually offended somebody, like, big time. Yeah. What? Santa, yeah, Santa Claus was raping me on the stage. So oh. it was a Christmas well, performance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, what is... We should talk about this, because um, you're the second person on the show. Okay. First one was Chantel, a pageant queen. Mm-hmm. I would dare say you don't consider yourself a pageant queen. No, no. Your kind of drag I've heard called skag drag. Skag drag. Exactly. So, would you talk a little bit about just kind of that, so our, our audience doesn't necessarily know anything about drag culture? Sure, sure. Skag drag. Skag drag, if you actually Google it and look it up, it's in the urban dictionary of basically somebody that wants to entertain or perform, but they don't want to hide their masculinity. You know, I mean, I'm a big guy and I don't have any, um, shame in that. And I actually, when I first started doing drag, I shaved and I shaved my face and I looked like my mother. And not that that's a bad thing at all, you know, but... Some men would strive. Exactly, exactly. But being from New York and, you know, I put on that big wig and the fabulous outfit, I was like, oh my God, this is my mother back in the 80s, (laughs) you know? And so I was just like, I really... And plus also, whenever I would go home, Lance, that's my other half, he just was just like, I can't look at you. You look like you should be driving around in a white van with dark uh, windows with candy and saying, here come little kids, you know? I looked like a little child molester, but um, I was just like, well, I want to keep doing drag, but I don't want to shave anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was Your just... Your beard is very nice. Thank you. Thank you. I keep it trimmed. I keep it trimmed. I actually have to shave and, you know, keep it all cleaned up and stuff like that. But going from that, I was just like, well, screw it. My name is Beyonce. And Which is very witty. Thank you. Well, you know, Beyonce is my favorite artist. Absolutely mm-hmm. love her, even though she just cut off all of her hair. But um, You don't like the pixie cut? I love it, but I just still like when she can flip her hair around, you know, and uh, a lot of other yeah. stuff. So. I mean, that's what wigs are for. Exactly, exactly. And you know that's probably how long her hair was without the extensions anyways. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do my drag with my beard and then I was just like well this is scat drag because I'm not hiding my masculinity so well question let's let's reel it back a little so growing up did you always know that you wanted to do drag I mean I'm not gonna ask right. did you always know you were gay because deep down inside I think we all know we all know we all um, know but like was drag something that you were slowly inching towards and striving towards or was it like Hey, that looks like fun one day. It's actually funny that you asked that. Um, my, my mom would go out, and my sister, who's six years older than me, would watch me, you know, because I was six years old, mm-hmm. and uh, whenever she would leave the house, I would the go into the house. care ever. Exactly. Watch your brother. Exactly, right? And, you know, go watch your brother while I go have some cocktails. You know, my mother gets some other award to you, <laughs> Yeah. We would sit there and I would sneak into my mom's room and I'd put on her heels and her skirt and her, and I actually have her red leather jacket from back in the day that I wear during performances that I used to put on. And, you know, back in the eighties, it was when like the roach clips with the feathers were on it. I used to put those all in my hair and I would go in the bathroom, I'd do my face and I would come out and I would perform for my sister and her boyfriend and her best friend and all that. And, I just, I always had fun doing it. And then, you know, as I got older, every time I would go to the clubs, and even when I was like 16 and 17, I look older than I am, I was able to sneak in. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just fascinated, just fascinated watching 
drag queens and watching performers. I and I always wanted to, and for a while, the relationship I was in, he didn't like that. He was just like, I don't want to be with a drag queen, and so I suppressed it. Boo hiss. Yes, yes, Boo yes. Hiss. He's a great guy. He is a great guy, but he was just like, you know, he's like, I want because he thought I was going to have to shave, and at mm. that time, I was just like, I'd have to shave, you know, and he was just like, I want a guy with a beard and. You know, I understood, so I, I suppressed it, you know, and went to therapy and sat there and cried as I, you know, polished my nails in therapy and stuff. <laughs> but uh, I just, then finally, I was just like, fuck it, I'm doing this. I have a potty mouth, by the way, sorry. No, that's fine. This is not necessarily an all-ages show. So. No, no, okay. no. We okay. will slap an explicit tag on anything, okay. just to make sure. <laughs> we could be talking about, like, I don't know, like, Wishbone, the old like oh, PBS okay. series, and we're just like, I don't know, do we cuss? I don't know, Pat, I don't know, just slapping it, explicit tag. Exactly. Um, so, so you're from originally from New York. I'm originally from New York. Okay. Now, you don't have to give the the exact year. Okay. But when you started going to clubs, was it like? Pre-Giuliani? Was it like Koch? Was it like old, gritty New York? Well, actually, when I started going to clubs is when I first moved down here. Okay. When I was younger. Okay. Um, and then I moved back to New York, and then I moved back here. So I kind of came back and forth. But when I lived in New York, it was pre-Giuliani. Okay. It was definitely, yeah. But I never went out. I was, too, I was way too young. I was only 13, 14. So. No, because I'd be interested in seeing, like, what your mindset was because, you know, drag is never uniform Mm -hmm. and it's very regional. Mm -hmm. Even if you go from, like, Orlando to Fort Lauderdale, it's completely and drastically different. Right. Um, But you doing drag now, can you see that or, like, talk about the differences that you see? Because New York has, like, a plethora of scenes. Um, Some of it's comedy, some of it's straight-up pageant. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you kind of go into that a little? Um, well, basically, like, I've only ever performed, mm-hmm. if you're asking, like, where I've performed and what I've seen. Okay. Um, I've only ever performed in Central Florida. I've never been out. But going out into other states and seeing different people perform, regionally, the more north you get, the raunchier it gets. Honestly, I've been in the Carolinas, I've been in New York, I've been in Jersey, I've been in Connecticut, Mm. seeing people perform, and the further up north I got, the raunchier it got, and I was just like, I'm loving these bitches, you know, and you come on down to the south, and it gets more pageant, pretty, Mm. um, you know, more very tailored, and I've, I love it all. You know, because everybody has their own shtick on what they're doing. And I think that in the drag community as a whole, everybody respects everybody, even though there's a lot of shade out there and there's mm. a lot of... Um, which we will get to later. Which we will get no to. No worries. Yes. Um, there's a lot of, you know, well, look at what that bitch is doing and so forth. I think there's still a lot of respect for each other because it takes a lot to throw a wig on, throw some makeup on, and put yourself together mm. and look professional. But regionally, I would definitely say the more north you get, it definitely gets a little bit raunchier. It's like they have no holds bar. Hmm. I was just thinking that, like, your drag is very different from what people maybe are used to Mm -hmm. when they go to, like, a Hamburger Mary's or they go to 
like their local like bar, whether it's like a small town gay mm-hmm. bar or you know like a, a mainstream like top forties hit mm-hmm. uh, type of place. And so, like, how do you think you've you've acclimated to to drag as a whole? Has there been some like tension, conflict? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was told by several other entertainers, you know, you need to shave. You're, if you're going to do this, you have to shave. And I was just like, no. I was, I, I really, like, that is the biggest thing is because I have a beard. Mm. And if you actually look, there's one based out of uh, Canada, Faye Silf, messaged me on Facebook and was like, I absolutely adore you. And then I got to looking at her pictures and I was just like, oh my God, you are amazing and fabulous, you know? So there's a whole other community out there, but it's it's kind of like we're at the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. in the sense of, because I think people, especially with that certain little show that's out there, people are seeing more fierce, you know, sickening fish mm-hmm. drag. And we are rising because I'm seeing a lot more people. If you go on YouTube and you put it in or Google, you see a lot more people doing drag with beards. And I think it's coming a little bit more acceptable. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's funny you say that because I think for a lot of people they're I don't want to say first exposure, but their, their constant exposure to drag is drag race. Mm-hmm. Um, and while drag race, I think does, a pretty good job of trying to give you a wide variety of different queens and and each one having strengths and weaknesses. At the end of the day, like, they want you to look a certain way. And if you don't achieve that aesthetic, you're pork chop. Exactly. Penetration. Right. It's, and you know, that's not to knock any of them because they're all great in their own right. But mm-hmm. if you don't fit that mold, right. you know, I see you getting getting chopped. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's always interesting to me. I'm gonna take it to our other podcast, Play Mom, because we're gonna be talking about this uh big comic book uh comic book event called Inhumanity. Okay. Where people who thought they were normal humans are um affected by this mist that changes them into like these inhuman people. They're like a race of blah, 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 blah. And so in the Marvel Universe, you have mutants who are this minority and they have always been marginalized. And now you have this new minority that's up and coming and you know they're not necessarily going to get along. And I always found that really odd because you know when you do drag, drag is a niche of a niche of a like a sliver of a niche of the gay community because right. not like everyone does it. I'd, I'd say maybe like 20% or even more because I mean, whatever, it's Halloween. Like we'll dress up uh, and drag like once or twice. Right. But for you to do it as like a consistent thing, whether it be your primary source of income or something you do on the side is very, very slim. And, mm-hmm. and to see that the battle lines sometimes are still drawn mm-hmm. and very deep is, I wouldn't necessarily say troubling or maybe a little disheartening, mm-hmm. especially for people who may want to get into drag and they're like, oh, you know, well, welcome to the world of drag. In your first, choose which side. <laughs> choose now or die. Right. So. Well, real quick, just going back to uh, kind of the drag race thing. Yeah, they do try to show the different pieces of in different kind of, you know, the comedy queens, the pageant queens, and all that stuff. 
But one of the things that I find troubling about it, and especially because we're talking about going from like the, you know how the, the doing a skag drag is such a like almost looked down. Well, it is looked down upon by these other queens. If I find it troubling that you have all this individuality in the performances that you guys do, or that these queens when they first enter the show have these crazy personas, but then in order to find success. Look how mainstream and how into a mold they come out. Exactly. Jinx Monsoon, the most recent winner, she was the crazy, you know, like quirky queen. Mm-hmm. And then she comes out of the show and she's, you know, got the blonde wigs and, and has the same almost cookie cutter look. Pandora box the same way. I mean, I know that well, that's Pandora's not there. Always- look like that and then like that was like the face but the voice is what you you were gravitated to like you gravitated towards I don't know like in seeing her on the show and going back because I kind of watched I never really watched it as it was happening I watched All Stars and then went back and watched the first four seasons pretty Mm -hmm. much from beginning to end straight through Mm -hmm. so seeing them on these shows I mean I'm not saying that all of them but kind of the quirky ones end up like trying to Sharon Needles I know her performances are still kind of this crazy off the wall thing. You know, I, I I've seen some of her stuff when she's done it live, but from a looks perspective, it's all the same. You end up yeah, like you end up going same. into this mold every so often. You do this kind of wacky, crazy thing, right. but then when you're trying to get yourself out there and you're trying to get more, you know, more publicity for yourself. They all come out the same. Well, and that's how come, like, I mean, not that we're going to rag on the show or anything like that, but like Nina Flowers, I absolutely adore her because she changes her look. She does not look the same all the time. She changes her look. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she just, she, to me, is what I look up to as iconic because you have branded yourself but you keep yourself changing and going with the times and mm-hmm. keeping yourself always on point so that everybody's like, okay, what is this bitch going to bring out next? You know, if you bring out the same titty shaking, butt shaking, dropping it, same blonde mohawk wig, same turnaround and lip sync, you're going to be able to be predictable, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's how come I like in my performances, nobody ever knows what they're going to get. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys have seen me perform. Oh, yeah. You never know. If you go on YouTube and you YouTube my name, you'll see there's times that I, there was one time that I actually literally pulled off my whole top and I was in a harness <laughs> and big old hairy man boobs are out there and I'm shaking them. You know, there's a time where I have a strap on dildo hooked up to me and this is where I was told I couldn't do this performance <laughs> anymore. And, you know, Santa Claus sat there and I gave Santa Claus head on stage to a dildo. But, you know, it's just always shock factor. Um, for me, drag has always been about the performance. Mm. I don't want to see as an individual going and watching uh, a show and just seeing somebody lip sync to a song that I could do in my shower. You know, I want to see a performance. I want to see you entertain me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how come I got into into doing drag is because of the entertainment and because I didn't want to be in that cookie cutter and that mold like everybody has done. And, you know, there was even a pageant recently that I wanted to enter. And I was like, I can't enter it because I have a beard. I mean, I could, mm. but 
I'm going to be, why waste my time and my money? Because yeah. I'm going to be number last, you know? And they were like, well, just shave. And I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> that defeats the purpose. Exactly. That's my mantra. <laughs> well, you, you keep mentioning that for you, it's about the performance and the shock factor. Mm-hmm. So would it be fair to say that you're very transgressive? Like, not, not in the sense where it's meant to offend, it's supposed to just push you out of your sensibilities. Like, when you, when you, when you sit down to see a drag performance, you know you're either going to laugh, you're going to hopefully resonate with a song mm-hmm. and the way they perform the song, or, you know, like, their aesthetic look. Mm-hmm. And so, for you, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's, it's an amalgamation of all of those things, mm-hmm. but the, the uh, the main idea is why is this so why is this so shocking to you like what is it about me it, it for me it's that shock factor of what's that saying go large or go home mm-hmm. like i'm all about the costuming okay. i'll listen to a song and i'll be like okay what does that song say to me what does it mean to me and then i exaggerate it Okay. You know, like perfect examples. I have this one number. I have uh, Katy Perry's Roar, and everybody knows that song, and it's a very simple song. Mm. But I come out and I'm in a full tiger's outfit, and then when I open it up, I have a cape that I open up and it has tiger's eyes. But in the l- lower part of the bodysuit, it's all black. So literally when I open it, it looks like a tiger's face. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have a number that I did, Heads Will Roll, where I take off the, the yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, by the yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. Yes, okay. Yes. Um, love that song. Mm-hmm. And when I hear that, I hear the Queen of Hearts. And so I'm in okay, a full yes. Queen of Hearts outfit, and I have heads that are all the way around my body, and I take them off, and I roll them down. You know, so for me, it's about costuming. It's, 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 it's dress-up playtime for me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's, I have the ability to entertain people. Make a couple dollars to go get me some, you know, McDonald's afterwards and go home. Or some cupcakes. Or some cupcakes. Or that then know. get placed strategically over your body for a photo shoot. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Why you got to call me out like that? Can I Why use that as mark? Can we find that photo? <laughs> the, the, actually, I have that photo. I have that photo, yeah, where I from, was like... From our listener, Jay Jose. He's yes. actually one of our lovely yes, little I remember he, hey, he, he sat there and he was just like, pose. And I was like, okay. And I was just posing. And, you know, I wasn't a drag and mm. everything. And I'd actually just gotten out of drag. And um, I saw cupcakes sitting over there. And I was like, hold on. And so I went and I ripped my shirt off. I put them right on my nipples and I was laying down and then I was eating them. And I full, felt totally like Kate Winslet in the Titanic. <laughs> At some point, I may have turned around and started becoming the artistic director of the photo shoot. Yes. Yes, you were. You're like, put your arm up here. Put your leg up here. Wait, we, this cupcake's tilted. You know. Control issues. <laughs> Listen, that's why they don't. Uh, that's why they don't hire me anymore. Out of I would hire you anywhere sure. because when I hosted Lips's shower to her husband, you did an amazing job. Oh, well, Just an FYI, you. we like to help support each other because uh, Beyonce and uh, the lovely lady Lips came and did helped out at one of the events that I that I put on actually two in the last year mm-hmm. we had our sawmill event and that was the first time that we worked together and um, you guys did Skag Race at Sawmill 
which uh, when you're doing it for a bare weekend out in the woods where you know you don't have any other kind of market coming to it, this is what's going to be there. (laughs) And you've got these two drag queens, you know, pageant queen and skag drag, and they're doing, you know, they did their trivia game. Okay, cool. Not not a big deal. That's kind of normal for over there. And then we did uh, skag race. I think originally people were like, what the fuck is happening right now? Exactly. At the end of it all, I had so many people come up and go, that was so much fun. So we turned around and we brought it to Parliament House and we did uh, at Fergasm back in July. Yeah, and I would just like to say that you know that I love you if I waited for that rain, that (laughs) monsoon cloud to stop. Oh, I just love that you were like, what's our contingency plan if it rains? I'm like, we ain't got one. Uh, <laughs> it happens I'm like, or it doesn't. We wait. I'm like, bitch, throw on some Rihanna, give me an umbrella, and I'll go out there, and I'm good to go. <laughs> but uh, that was where, that, that was one of the times that Heads Will Roll was performed, and we learned never have a fan in front of the stage pointed at the stage. Yeah, for, for Baron, say, to do Heads Will Roll, because there's a part where glitter is blown out, uh, and when there is a fan directly across from you, it comes back and sticks to your face and enters your mouth, and then literally the term of shitting glitter is true. Yeah. Just that, you know, letting you know. Oh, my God. I remember that now. I'd forgotten. Oh, you look like a hot, glittery mess. Oh, my God. That was horrible. Horrible, but hey, show will go on. So Beyonce is your favorite performer. Mm-hmm. Um, like, who are your like your inspirations, like in drag or out of drag, besides Beyonce? Okay, um, literally, and I know this is going to sound total cliche, but my mom. Like, no, cliche, like going back to, I would like to thank my mother. Mm-hmm. I would like to thank my agent, and you know, first some. Most of all, Jesus. But um, no, my mom, really, uh, is the first thing I go. My mom and my sister, because just I love the big hair. I love the big look. And, you know, so I I go there. Um, But in and out of drag, um, Julia Roberts, absolutely love her. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, she's like my icon. In drag, I honestly would say every single performer that I've ever seen. Because they each have brought something different. Okay. Uh, and, and Thank you, Miss Congeniality. <laughs> yes, yes. But no, seriously, like, I, I, you know, there may be somebody that I sit there and I go, oh my God, I absolutely love them, but I'll love somebody else at the same time, mm-hmm. you know? And I look up to everybody because it takes balls to do what we do. You know, whether you are a full drag queen, whether you are transgendered, whether you're, you know, whatever, it takes balls to get up and and perform in front of somebody. You know, Um, I remember there was one performance that I saw and they the entertainer had broke their leg the I think the day before or something. And that bitch came out, carried out on a couch and did her performance right on the couch on the (laughs) stage. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Who is your drag mother? I technically don't have a drag mother, okay. if you want to say. Um, my best friend, which is Lady Lips's uh, husband, uh, was our momager, if you want to say, because <laughs> we said that he was like our mom and our manager at the same time. Um, and he used to do my makeup and do Lips's makeup. And I just sat there and I was just like, I'm going to do, start doing my own makeup because this is just too much for you, you know, to get two queens ready for one show on the same day. Because mm-hmm. Lady Lips and I have our own production company of it's uh, Lips and Hips Production 
Nice. So, because you can't have lips without hips. So, you know. Um, and so I started doing my own. So really, I, I learned myself watching a lot of YouTube. Uh, I would say my drag sister of forever will be the lovely Lady Lips. And have you, have you like, uh, brought any young draglings into the world? Have you... You know, sired yeah. any new uh, queens? No, no, no. I like they're vampires. <laughs> yes, yes, I don't know. Do you drink I, their blood? What's well, the, well, we bring them. We bring them into the back room. We bring them into the back room. We strap them down in tuck tape, and then throw some glitter on them, and then you know they're they're ready. No, I don't. I honestly don't want any little draglings. I taking care of myself is enough. Yeah, you know, it, it really is. It really is. I don't want kids as a boy, and I don't want kids as a drag queen. <laughs> Plus also, then they might steal my spotlight. Well, <laughs> you are your own supreme. Exactly, exactly. I'd have to go total Joan Crawford on that little Christina bitch. <laughs> With your name being Beyonce Bear, mm-hmm. um, and you having a very close kinship with you know, Barioki and Bears in the City. Mm-hmm. Would you say that your demographic, the you know, you, most of your fan base are Bears, or is there a nice, like, cross-section of people who are just like, I like this? I actually have a really good fan base that is just everybody that I, that I meet, just because even though I do a lot of the Bear events, mm. because I've been... That's my little niche, you know. Uh, I I really have a lot of... I actually have a lot of lesbian fans. Like, ton of them. Um, and You're jealous because of the beard. I was just about to say, I think it's because they want my beard. Girl, you know? just <laughs> But, uh, you know, I have a really good cross. I have a really good mix, and which I'm happy about because I don't want to be pigeonholed. Mm. I don't want to be, you know... And uh, I just, I love everybody, and I love that when I, they come out that they can just have a good time, you know? I, I, I don't take it too seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, half the time I don't even tuck, you know? And I'm in a full-on tight leotard, but I'm just like, screw it, you know? <laughs> I'm like, if they don't love my 70s bump, you know, then oh well. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I know you uh, perform mostly uh, in the sort of Ocala mm-hmm. and uh, Leesburg and then I guess Sawmill, Dade City area. Yeah. Um, do you have a lot of regular fans at the Copa or Sawmill? Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. You see all the time. I see and, all the time. And yeah. are any of them like, you can just tell that when they see you they just light up they're super devoted to you oh yeah oh like honestly whenever we go to the copa or whatever um and sawmill the regulars that i see it's like they're always happy to see me and they just Mm -hmm. come up and they're like what can i get you do you need anything and i'm just like no honey i got this i'm good um you know but i love when somebody comes up to tip me or not tip me Mm. that they just have that smile on their face like that is the best thing that I can get you know I hate looking at any performance that I'm in or not in and just watching people sit there just dead face yeah with that bitch face you know with that face that's just like you know they're sitting there and it's closed and you're like honey wake up you know I hate that I'm like smile it doesn't it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt but um especially with what you do 
Like, I've been to drag shows where I'm sitting there like that. But it's because they're just, you know, they're, they're lip syncing. They're doing their routine. And right. it's just kind of like, okay, that's awesome. But what you do and the songs that you choose and the things that you... Like, all of it should elicit some reaction. Whether it's horror mm-hmm. or it's disgust, which you've had, I guess, with uh-huh. the Santa Claus thing. Or it's just, like, pure joy at the audacity. I mean, every right. time I've seen you, that I think I think that's the biggest reaction I have is it's like that joy of just... Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's doing this. This is fabulous. This is so cool. Such a fun take on this, well, you know? Thank you. So, I mean, but I'm just, I'm surprised people would have no reaction to your performance compared to somebody else, again, who's just doing kind of the, the more standard drag. Right. Well, I wonder if that's going back to kind of the difference in what you do versus <laughs> other people. You've got the theatricality, which regardless should elicit a response. But I wonder if the people who really kind of are so closed off are the fans of that pageant queen. Right. And they right. want their drag queens to be pretty mm-hmm. and to come out and to be a woman mm-hmm. and to do all that. So when they when they see you come out and you perform, you know, it, it transcends drag into theater. Right. You know, like you said, the costuming, the song choice, the performances, it, it all basically equates to a theater performance. Uh-huh. Like if you were going to go see a musical or a show or anything like that, that's what you get with your performances. Mm-hmm. But when you've got people, and I mean, you know, I, I've i been to a couple of shows, and honestly, the shows that I've seen, you really don't have a lot of those people, especially at places like Sawmill. Right. And um, just kind of the, the feel that I got when I was up at the Copa. But if you were to be at an event where it's kind of, it, it's something new and something different, you know, you're going to have those people that come out and they're like, well, you know, you're not like Sassy Divine and, you know, exactly. gorgeous and huge tits. Right. And, you know, I think you're a woman when you come out. Right. right. Um, so I wonder if that's that's really kind of that. And there is no breaking through to them. Yeah. And, and, and that and that's one thing that when I started doing drag is I didn't want to be into that pigeonhole, you know, because to me, like I said, Drag has always been about entertainment. It always has been about entertainment to me. And I remember the first time I ever saw Danielle Hunter, and she came out on stage, and she ripped off her her cover-up, and I was like, oh, my God, her tits. Her, you know, everything is out there. I was just like, okay, honey, work it, you know? (laughs) And so I I think that... uh, Going back to what we were talking about earlier about like pageant queens and everything, and going back also to RuPaul's Drag Race, if you look back, a lot of the drag queens that have been on that show, whether they've won or not, are from Florida. Mm-hmm. And yes. Florida has a very, very strong pageant based drag community. Oh, yeah. You know, and so everybody is used to, especially in this area, is used to that pretty, like you were saying, looking like a woman. Mm-hmm. The going back to me, since you know it's me being interviewed here. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to wear a cover-up. I used to wear a a uh, nude bodysuit, mm-hmm. and it was so funny how when I stopped wearing the bodysuit, how I actually got more people telling me that they enjoy me more. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like full hair. I mean, I'm like a rug. You know, not like a shag rug, but you know, I, 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 I'm, yeah, no, no, I'm hair head to toe, but, um, they enjoyed it more. And I think it just goes back to, I've broken a mold that 
in this area, I have not seen anybody do. Now, let me ask, because you enjoy a very successful career in hair. Mm-hmm. Um, besides doing it, I know that you go and you, you teach and you do these seminars and all uh-huh. of that. Um, how has your drag life influenced, affected, or kind of made an impact in your kind of, you know, dare I say, real life? In my career? Yeah. In my career? <laughs> Which is a really good question because... Chantel Roche said, I will never do drag, like, completely 100% full-time. Right. Because she's like, it's expensive. You end up putting a lot of effort, uh-huh. time, and money into it, and you may not get a return on your investment. You are 100 She was 100% correct, because I listened to her podcast the whole two hours. And uh, <laughs> love you. Love you, Chantel. Um, I actually remember seeing Chantel perform way back in the day, too, and I, I loved her as well, you know. But anyways, really, it doesn't, because my career always takes top priority. Um, that's what pays my bills. That's what keeps the roof over my head, keeps me driving in my car, and lets me go on great vacations. So, um... I, I got the money, bitch. <laughs> well, I say I got the money, but, you know, it lets me have those things. And drag is kind of like on my days off, but even though it's actually harder than what I actually do for work, mm-hmm. um, it has impacted the way I do hair because my clients are getting a lot bigger hair these days. <laughs> I will say that because I'm just like, honey, I'm like, no more flat ironing. We're doing big curls and, you know, fullness and stuff. And they're like, okay. Um, the bigger the hair, the closer we got. God, exactly. But actually, I talked to my clients about me doing drag and I actually have several clients that come and see me. Well, that was kind of what I was wondering because, yeah. I mean, you're up in the Eusis uh, Ocalit area. Yeah. Well, you know, ish. Um, so I know that it's not, I mean, it's not, like, you're not in New York City, you where you could potentially not. You would be surprised, Pat, at how many gay folks live in Lake County. Oh, no, but that's what I mean. Like, oh, you, yeah. you have a... I've there's slept a ben- with a couple. <laughs> Shout out to... <laughs> oh, yeah. my. Well, that's kind of what I was wondering is that, you know, kind of being, it's not, it's like not like New York City where you've got this huge, immense gay community where you could know people on this side, but not know people on this side where it is a larger gay community, but it's still, but it's a smaller area. Uh huh. So there's that, that overlap. And I, I was kind of wondering if you had a lot of people that maybe your, your clients who didn't know about your drag career, you get them to come out and vice versa. Like, oh, hey, well, you, know, you were great performing. Da, da, da. Right. And then somehow in just chatting with them, you know, they're like, oh, I need, you know, it, somehow it, talk, it turns into you getting more clients for your actual, you know. Um, getting more clients? No, I wouldn't say that. But my clients just, every time they come in, they're like, are you going to do a show? Are you going to do a show? I actually have two girls that come in. They come in together. And whenever, you know, being part of the Sawmill Divas cast, um, whenever I go to Sawmill and I come back, they like always ask me for all the stories that happen there. And, you know, I just say it's a great place that, you know, you can go and sit by the pool and get a cocktail and see a show. I don't go into depth <laughs> on here. <laughs> you know, but I tell them about all the stories that happen there and they just absolutely, it's like they live through me. And so then when I, you know, started performing there, they were just like, oh my God, we have to go. So actually it's like I'm bringing other businesses business. 
uh, because I'm able to be like, well, you need to come see me perform. And then, and I guilt trip them. And I'll even give them like, I'll like, I'll take 20% off of your service if you come see me perform. <laughs> Just because I want to support the places that I'm performing in because without there, I wouldn't be able to go. Pat brought up a good point because you kind of bounce around like the area around Central Florida, mm-hmm. not necessarily Central Florida itself. Right. Uh, which we are located in Orlando, everybody. What is it like performing in, I, I don't want to call them rural because. In the not, woods? In the country? I, I'm, I'm a city mouse. Yes. <laughs> and so, like, I mean, anytime I've ever gone out to, like, Leesburg or right. to Berries, like, you get this, like, shift that people who, who live in Orlando and never really, like, drive anywhere outside of the surrounding uh-huh. area don't get. So, like, what is, what is that dynamic like? Uh, well, I completely understand what you mean because when I first moved out to Lake County, I was like, oh my God, it's so cute out here. And then six months later, I was like, where is that razor blade? I need it <laughs> right now. Um, but performing out in there, it's really, it's, it's a lot of fun because there's not that well, I mean, in every community, gay, straight, whatever, but, and in every club, you always have to look your best. You always have to, you know, be on point with, and, and I'm talking about the guests that come. Do mm. you still have that there? But there's still this, uh, just union of because you're in a smaller city or a, a region or whatever you want to call it, that it's still everybody loves each other, if you want to say, mm. you know, it, it's like, even though I hate you, bitch, you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Stole my boyfriend that everybody else in this town has had, you know. <laughs> but in Orlando, everybody can kind of get lost. You know, yeah. you, you can disappear and then reappear as somebody else where in Ocala, you disappear for five minutes and people are like, oh my God, they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so working in a place like that, it's, it, it's great because you get your true devoted fans mm. that when you perform, they come and see you, you know, no matter what. And I would imagine that it's very liberating as well because there a lot of the, the trappings that come with working at like bigger venues with, you know, this is, this is X night and on X night we only want these performers and we only play this music. Right. And, you know, that's not what we're going for today. You're like, oh, well, you know, yes, we have a theme night, but if you want to throw in some Cheryl Lynn, mm-hmm. you know, instead of Missy, that's fine. Right. So is it, is it that way at all? At all? 
I mean, it definitely is. It definitely is. Like, I can say when I did work for Orgasm that I was a little intimidated. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I know what the, what the community is like here and I know what the image is. Um, work, when I worked that event and when I walked into the nightclub, and I just had people coming up to me and they were like, we love you, you're fabulous, blah, 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 blah. And I had one of the bartenders, they were like, yes, ma'am, bring it. You know, I was just like, okay, this is great. This, that was liberating. Mm-hmm. But then going back to my home bars that I work in, it, it's very liberating because you don't have to worry about being judged mm-hmm. f- for me. You know, I don't feel I've ever been judged by anybody that I've worked with in either of the bars that I frequently work at. So it is liberating because you kind of just literally get to let your hair down. Mm. So can we, uh, from now on, can we paraphrase Dolly Parton and call you the Backwoods Barabee? Sure. Go for it. I like it. Go for I it. Like I like it. that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I've been waiting this whole like five minutes of this conversation to throw that in there. He's like, he's like, oh my god, he's like, it's in my head, it's in my head. I've got to say it somewhere. I've got to say it somewhere. I'm like, let's let's not get out of the uh, the whole locale part of this. Well, you know, and I love working with Pat and Brian and stuff with Bears in the City because you guys just really are, you know, you just are a lot of fun. You're just like, do whatever you got to do. This is this is our theme. You put it together. Well, yeah, and I mean that's my biggest thing, especially when we did um, Bears in the Wild out at Sawmill uh-huh. um, about, God, yeah, about a year ago. About a year ago. When you agreed to be a part of it with Lips, my biggest thing was, hey, this is what I want. I want two game shows. I want, it's going to be this time frame. It's going to be this time frame. Exactly. Drag it up, uh-huh. you know, make it, take a look at it and then expand into this big production. And that's what you guys did. You know, are you smarter than a drag queen? You know, and then the Skag Race. If I hadn't gotten so much positive feedback from that you know i would have turned around and then you know months later said okay well we're gonna do this event in july right you know i want to do this and i'm gonna have uh kendall in town right kendall kelly performed at the event as well um and it was like hey this is let's do the same thing and then you know we tweaked it a little bit modified it and you know again had to kind of streamline it compared to what it was mm-hmm. originally um Partially for, t- you know, for time constraints and partially for the fact that it was a monsoon until about oh 10.30 at night. God. Were you there that night? No. Oh, honey, let me tell you. First off, I just want to elaborate on this really quick. So I get there to the room because Pat was gracious enough to get us a room to get ready and then stay there for the night. And um, I'm like, it's not going to rain. It's not going to rain. I'm looking at these clouds rolling. And I'm like, shit. And I see the stage and I'm like, it's not covered. Nope. Oh, shit. Well... It opened up for hours, hours. About five o'clock in in the evening until eleven o'clock because we went on at eleven ten. Twelve. Oh, we went on at twelve. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because you had to drive off the stage. Yes, we had to get. We had actually drive off the entire courtyard of the Parliament House. Yes. The entire, um, you know, like walking team was like out there with a big ass squeegee. But I would say there was what like a hundred and fifty people outside or so. Yeah. I mean, it was a huge attendance for huge attendance for an event that was supposed to go from eight until two. That my vendors weren't able to set up until about ten thirty. Yeah, because around ten o'clock is when it finally had stopped raining, and right. that's when the the, the uh, groundskeeping crews 
were able to come out like it's a baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> they were getting the tarps off the field. Um, I'm so, over in the corner buying pennants from a booth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the vendors set up, and then it was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then um, Beyonce and Lips were like, you know, they, they started walking around, kind of interacting with the crowd, getting you know, people ready to be involved. We had gotten yeah. some people that were set up ahead of time, right. but we still needed more contestants for, for Skag Race. Um, but it was, I think, about midnight, because then you guys went until about 1, mm-hmm. and then it was about one fifteen when Kendall hit Ken- the stage. That's right. So yeah, we, we basically packed a, what, six-hour event? Into two and a half two and a half hours. hours? <laughs> yeah, she had me working, <laughs> working, and I would just like to say, this is how much I love him. Not only did I have glitter in my face, I busted my knee wide open when I dropped down to the oh. stage. Okay, just saying that. Just saying now, that. <laughs> you mentioned Skag Race, but um, I don't think again we know about Skag now. But right. Talk about what Skag Race is, isn't it? As a well, I don't want to give away all the secrets of that because then other people might want to take this. So we want to take this on the road. Cody, is this your idea originally? Huh? Is it, they, no one had done Skag Race before you? I have never seen it. Uh, it hey, and sometimes if you have never seen it, it uh, ain't never happened. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, honey. But it, there is audience participation. There is audience partici- participation in it that they have to come up and they have to wind up entertaining us. Exactly. With props that they are handed. It is a lot of fun. I've seen it now, I guess just once, but I've seen pictures of the time you did it at yeah. Sawmill and Every time you can tell, not only do the people, the audience audience, they love it, but the people who are brought up on stage, the participants, Mm -hmm. they really get into it, surprisingly so. The contestant that won at Fergasm... I remember he got into it. He yeah. he was breaking it down. He was he dropped it into a split and everything. I was uh-huh. like, okay. Uh-huh. I was like, you worked it. You and, worked and it. At the end of it, he still was like, I can't believe you made me do that. It was hilarious. <laughs> and you know, I remember that night. What really what really felt awesome was um, the manager of of Tim Tim. And I remember when I was sitting down with him and we were talking. And he was just like, I would just like to thank you for bringing something different. Yeah. You know, which is what I, which is what I strive for, you know, and, and Lips is the same way. She strives to bring something different. She's more comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, she is uh, not more comedy. She is comedy, but she, her husband, uh, they just got married Aww. the 5th of October. Y'all just throwing yeah, yeah, they, they, <laughs> And I, and I married them in the state of New York because I was ordained. Oh. So I'm now Reverend Anthony Kiaki, but, you know. Um, but uh, he mixes all this music for him, um, and he does it so easily, and he mixes it up for lips to do. And so it's comedy, but there's always a twist in there. You know, uh, he did this Paula Dean skit. Uh, he did this, this girl's on fire, but brought out this other song where this woman was found on YouTube talking about how it was like 9,000 degrees in her house. Oh, yes. 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 She, and so her comedy is more along the lines of the entertaining comedy. It's not just going up there and doing something silly. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's... It's shocking. Company. It's shocking. Yeah, well, it what is. was the like, song with Tourette's? The Tourette's song. The Tourette's song. The, oh words. my God! These words. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> that so is actually good. one of my one of my favorite songs. But you know, Lips really helped me grow. Um, I, I will say, Lips gave me my name. 
Oh, okay. uh, she she kind of put it together like we were talking, and I was just like, I love Beyonce, and she's like, you're Beyonce. I was like, okay, yeah, there we go. <laughs> you know, uh, let's give you my name, and you know, um, we just we work really really well together, and uh, you know, I give a, a shout out to her every single time because. Really, without her, there wouldn't be... There would be a me, but it would be very hard. Mm -hmm. It would, because we just go hand in hand. You don't see a lot of drag partnerships like you two have that I've seen. I mean, I know there are some, of course, most famously, I guess, Alaska and and, uh, Sharon, but... Like, you just don't see them very often. Right. And so you're really, it is really kind of cool. Well, no, I mean, Alaska and Sharon, it's a little different because they're partners. Well, true, true. So when you're, when you're, you know, a couple and you're both drag queens, that's one thing. Yeah. But I mean, like, um, obviously, Lips and Hips Productions, we've had, um, Chrysanthemum and Eureka Fish have Mm -hmm. kind of developed that. And we're seeing that more, um, I think it's more in the comedy. On the, on the comedy queen yeah. side of it, yeah. um, I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, because it's not as cutthroat. Exactly. Because when you're yeah. a pageant queen, you're used to them bitches trying to steal your wig exactly. or fuck up your, your outfit. Give you pink eye. But if you're not funny, you're just not funny. That's right. not, that's not <laughs> yeah. on them stealing anything, bitch. you just unfunny. Well, yeah. I, I, just, I think it's, you know, I, I think that's a little bit more... Uh, there's more of a, a sisterhood. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There's more of the fact of that, you know, I would um, defend lips to the death, you know, because I know what we do. I know who we are. I know how honest we are. I know how we, we don't attack. We, we really don't. It's, you know, if you want to come out as a booger, as they say, and do booger drag, go for it. You want to be a boy in a dress, go for it. You want to be, you know, a pageant queen, go for it. There's no judgment. And that's what I love about Lips and I. And, you know, it also helps that, you know, his husband is my best friend of 20 years. So, you know. We have to ask this because it's one of those things, being that we're from a geeky sort of show and on a geeky network. They're not just talking about Marvel. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but specifically, Beyonce, do you have any geeky influence? Or do you, as a, or even currently or younger, are there any things about your, your hobbies that were sort of on the geeky side that our fans might enjoy to hear about? On the geeky side? Um, yeah, my, my man, Lance, uh-huh. he's my pure nerd. <laughs> he's the one that, you know, when I'm just like, honey, how do you spell this? He spells it for me. And, you know, honey, how do you put this together? He puts it together for me. So because he's my hobby and, you know, I play with him a lot, I'm <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he's my, my geeky side. But Aww. no, I mean, I just, I, no, I really live a boring life. Like, really, I, I do. I mean, I travel a lot, but I work a lot. And my downtime is watching TV. And my number one show that I absolutely love is Honey Boo Boo. Oh. You know? So we're at whatever oh category you want to throw that in, that, whether it be... It's its own kind of a bizarre, you know, geeky... Um, but, I mean, I do love, you know, I love cartoons of like that. I do love the X-Men, I will say. Okay. X-Men. Who's your favorite? Pick one that you think is you. My favorite, yeah. which is me, Storm. Oh. Yeah. Yep. You're That's an African cool. goddess. Got it. The African okay. goddess, exactly. <laughs> because nice. deep down inside, I know that I am a black woman trapped in a fat <laughs> white man's body. <laughs> 
Well, isn't it all saying that um, every ga- inside of every gay man is a big black woman just waiting to come out? You know what? But I am the supreme of that. I am the one. I know that she is in there. I know it. <laughs> there is no if, ands, or buts about it. When I sit there, I look in the mirror, I'm just like, come out. Come out. So I'm just waiting for all the melanin in my skin to kick in. <laughs> Walk us through your your routine for getting ready. Walk us through your process. So you wake up, you you have like a lovely like, brunch. Like the day of, you <laughs> yes, mean? Yes. Like the day of? Okay, so usually I, I wake up and um, I go, oh God, it's that day. Like seriously, I go, oh shit. Because I'm, I'm very organized. So the night before, I've already packed everything. Everything is in my suitcases. And I say cases because I have three. Um, they're in my car and ready to go. So I wake up. I go, okay. So on repeat are the songs that I'm performing that night. And they play the whole day. Um, I go. I have breakfast. If it's breakfast time, I have lunch, whatever. Um, depending on the venue that I'm performing at. Uh, if it's at the Copa, I am usually up at Lips's and JT's house, and we're waking up from drinking the night before. <laughs> and so I'm just like, okay, we need to get this sweat coming out of my pores off my skin. Um, and then we just go, and we just get ready. Like, start, you know, it, it takes us a good four and a half hours to become Beyonce. Because um, first I glue down my eyebrows. You know, and got to let that dry. And then I put another layer, then another layer, another layer. And then I start my face. But I have to be in that zone. Mm-hmm. I have to be there because I've done it to where I haven't been in the zone. And it showed. It was very quick makeup, basically, like, makeup that I don't wear. It was just some eyeshadow, some lipstick, some blush, and I was ready. <laughs> um just because I wasn't feeling it that day, but getting ready on a day is is very taxing because mm-hmm. I'm a perfectionist. That's a really interesting point to make. Like, it takes you about four to four and a half hours because, you know, from an outsider's perspective looking in, it's like, you know, I don't shave, I don't do this, I don't talk. And so people may assume that oh, yeah. um, messy doesn't mean polished. Right. And, and, you know, you are a performer, you book multiple events, you're running here, you're running there, you're running everywhere. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a product that you put out. Dolly Parton says it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. Exactly. And, you know, you, when you want to have a certain aesthetic, it takes a while for you to, one, get that aesthetic down. Mm-hmm. And then once you've got that, you have to duplicate it. And it's not a, a short process at all. No. No, um, it, it's not a short process, and and what I always stay in my mind the day that I'm getting ready is, and, and it's my little it's my little tag if you want to say I'm the beauty of the beasts rolled into a pair of fancy high heels. <laughs> okay, so it's like I'm constantly looking at myself in the mirror, and I'm going, okay, what can I make different than my last performance? Because I don't want the same makeup every single time. So yeah. that's where the time frame comes in because even though I have a beard, I actually still have to color in my beard that day. You know, I take mascara and I go over it and it's like a half a two of mascara to cover my full beard so that my beard stands out. Mm. Um, You know, and I've been asked a lot of times, well, are you a sister? Because I have a beard and I do face. And I'm like, no, I'm not part of that. And I commend them because of the charity that they do 
I just don't have that time and ability to join an organization like that. Mm. Um, my, I'm drag. They are charity, and you know, however they are perceived, that's what that's them. But I am an entertainer, um, and so getting ready, it just it really takes a while. It, 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 it's you have to be in that zone because if you're not, you're it's going to show. Mm. It's definitely going to show. What is that hardest part of drag? What's, what's, like, you know, like, if, um, in comedy, when you lose a room, like, how right. do you get that room back? Is that the most difficult part of drag? Because that's what I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is the most difficult part when you are, before the performance, when you're in the back room and you're unpacking all of your stuff, mm. and you know you put something somewhere, and, yeah, you did put it in there in your head, and you realize that you don't have that accessory or whatever, mm. um, you're like, oh shit. But then when you go out and you go to perform and it's a dead crowd and there's five people standing there, you're, that's where it's very hard because it's easier to perform for a multitude of people than it is for five because there's more interaction and you can bounce off of people. It's the energy that you get out there. Mm. So, and, and I've done that. I've walked out into perform and there was, you know, 20 people there. You know, and I just said, all right, just do your best and entertain them. Pick them out and entertain them. So I, it's very taxing energy-wise. It's, mm. it's very, it drains you. Like, when I perform the next day, I'm done. I Don't bother me. Don't call me. I can't do a damn thing. Because not just the getting ready, but the energy that it takes from you mm. Is tiring. So, you know, is it worth it? Yes, because of the entertainment. And, you know, we all love to be in a spotlight. So, when exactly. All right, Miss Jennifer. I really need her to put out a new album instead of just, God damn it, girl, get off the Jenny Craig. Yes, you lost right. all the weight. Exactly. But you gotta sing again. <laughs> I actually wanted to do a, do a number to that song and have a apparatus going up my back with a huge spotlight oh, hanging no. down on me. But I couldn't figure out how to get the power to it without having <laughs> such a cord behind me. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's great. It's, it's fun. It's a lot, a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed performing and entertaining. So, let's just say somebody in this room was interested in possibly going into the world of drag. Maybe just, you know, just this, you know, to dip a toe in. Uh-huh. Just to see what, well, Girl, you, know, you gotta at least put your foot in. <laughs> yeah, you can't just dip a toe. Well, well no, like a cocaine <laughs> Lipstick, toe. lipstick is the toe. Wait, you don't do drag? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Wait, is Oral your real name? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, shit, girl, for real? Yeah. O-R-A-L. You are a liar. No. Lies. Wallet. Hold up. Is it for real? Here comes the ID. I thought that there was a drag name in there. Okay, There is honey. a drag name in there somewhere. <laughs> but exactly. His drag, his drag name is Dita Ritz. We, we understand this. <laughs> oh. you know Someday. I love Dita Ritz. I do. And I can see, by our cadence, how we can be... Liken to each other. However, I am not Dita Ritz. <laughs> Someday the truth will come out. So let's just say okay. somebody in this uh-huh. room okay. possibly might be interested in dipping their foot into the drag world. Okay. What would be your greatest advice to them? My greatest advice to 
them. (laughs) (laughs) You um, would seriously be yourself. Mm -hmm. Do not let anybody influence the way that you want to be perceived. There are a lot of people out there that we have, we've actually talked a lot about uh, during this a segment that I hope I don't get like strung up to a cross for saying things that I said, but no, you've been very diplomatic. Okay. No, I'm just making sure, you know, don't want to make any enemies, but honestly, there's a lot of people out there that are like, you have to look this way to make it. Mm-hmm. And not that I've made it, but I've made an impression. And that's, if you were to go and you were to do drag, I would want you to make an impression that lasts that, when I thought about whatever your drag name is going to be, I knew who you were. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a name that I was just like, wait, what, what did she perform again? You know, what, what was that performance? That I could be like, oh, you should see this one because this is what this one, da, 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 da. Okay. You know, that, that would be my best advice is be true to yourself and never let anybody influence the way you want to be perceived. That was like a Hallmark card, wasn't it? it Thank was. you for that cherished moment. Yes. <laughs> now I want to get down to the dirt. Okay. We'll do it blonde item style. Okay. Okay, so in all of your years of doing drag, what is the the one thing that sticks out in your mind as one of the shadiest, like straight up girl you were wrong for that moment? Because we all know. People steal shoes. Mm -hmm. People steal wigs. People will misplace your music. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying that all of that happens all the time. Uh I just want to know a time that it actually happened. And you don't have to use names. Right. You don't have to just say a venue where a certain drag queen Uh and go from there. Like, really? I I. Miss Congeniality too. I, I know. I will, I, I will I, be Wanda Sykes and I will I, get your ass out. I have been in some places mm-hmm. that, um, and I wasn't even performing, okay, but I was able to go in the back mm-hmm. and I saw somebody deliberately take an outfit and hide it. And I was like, Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. I didn't run and tell this person that their outfit was hidden. Um, but when they went in the back room, I went back there, was helping them look for it and found it. Mm. See, once again, diplomatic. Yes. Diplomatic. Yes, because I, I hate the shade. I do. Mm. But if I see it, I will do what I can to reverse it and make it better. So. And that's what makes you a great person. And like a superhero. Yeah, exactly. Way to try to shoehorn the <laughs> But it's true, right? You're just, yes, yes, yes. You saved the day. Yay, Yay. 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 Who would get Jared to do Beyonce as a superhero? I kind of <laughs> like that idea a lot. That would be fun. Maybe Jared, just... who's working uh, like 13 hour hey. shift today. <laughs> you know, once he gets a good idea, though, he's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like a storm influence thing. Oh, man, that could be good. Anyway, Um, I've also saw somebody that um, stole makeup. Was it good or was it Madonna's hard candy? No, honey, it was the good shit. Oh, no. (laughs) It was the good shit. It was the good shit. And that, I was like, here, use mine. You know, uh, I saw, 
Even though this actually this did happen to me, I don't know if it was done accidentally or if it was uh, the truth, like, or if it happened to be malicious towards me or the actually the other people that were with me. Um, there was a place that I had hung my clothes, and you know, being a big girl, my stuff weighs a little bit more than you know the the skinny girl does, mm-hmm. and uh, the rack broke if you would say, you know, and my necklace was completely broken and I was apologized to. And now that I know how it fell, I think it actually was an accident, Mm. but I think that there was a certain little somebody out there that was trying to sabotage me. Mm. You know, you say that you said earlier that, you know, when things go south, you know, it's that energy and that love of performing that, like, pulls you through that. Is right. that the same when, like, there are actual forces out against you? Do you feel like Willow, where you're, like, trying <laughs> to save the baby, and the baby is, like, performance and theater, and, and you got to hide it under the, like, mantle? And <laughs> Do we really just Did reference Willow? Did you seriously Willow? just go there with Willow? <laughs> I know. Because at first I thought you were talking about Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No. That's what I thought. But that's what I thought. But then I realized that you were going to the movie yes. with the little dwarf. And yeah. Um, oh my god. Uh, you know, I totally lost your question again <laughs> because of Willow. All I see is magic wands now. Yes. <laughs> I was. I was saying that when when you see. You know, people actively try to, like, bring others down. Uh-huh. Like, where do you still draw, like, that, that energy, that, that strength to persevere through your love of the craft? Or is it, like... Oh, when I see somebody try to put somebody down, I instantly, like I said, I try to find the way to bring them up. Mm-hmm. I try to fix it. I'm a fixer. I I am. I try to take care of everybody. I I really do. Um, But because I don't want that negative energy around me, I don't want that karma Mm -hmm. of, well, you saw that happen, so technically you are part of it. I will try to fix it so that my energy level stays up. You know, it it is hard. Um, I have worked with, uh, with... performers in the past that all they do is bitch and complain, bitch and complain, bitch and complain the whole time, especially when they have their helper, their dresser helping them and they're screaming at them. And I politely pull them to the side and say, you need to calm down. Mm -hmm. You you need to concentrate right here. Look at me, bring it back. Okay, now go do what you have to do because your helper or your dresser, you do not want to piss off. Because they're the one that are running back to the car because you forgot your cha-cha heels in there and you need them for this next number. They're the one that are tying you up in your corset. They're the one that's dressing you because you've got long fingernails on. You don't want to piss them off because they can really screw you up. They could be like, bye-bye. And then you're done. You know? Um, my pearls. My dress. Ex- my heaven. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, I really believe that it, it's just... In the back room, there's so much tension because usually back rooms are closets mm. when you're getting ready in them. You know, uh, I remember before I started doing drag, I thought, wow, they must have like this big, huge Hollywood stage in the back getting ready with the lights and the makeup. And mm. oh no, oh no, 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 no. The dressing room at like, I don't know, Kohl's is probably bigger than most places. Like, seriously, the dressing rooms are scary, scary. And people are slobs. And it's like, clean up after yourself. Pick up after yourself. 
I thought there were large counters. No, honey, you don't have the hairstyles in the back, you know, all fluffing and pumping and all this other stuff. Well, there might be a fluffer back there, but, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that's a a different type of venue. Um, But it's not, it's it's scary. It really is. It's some of these rooms I've been in, I'm like, you've got to be sure. And it's usually hot as hell back there. You're usually sweating your ass off. So question, like, how do you, is it, like, do you just lay a, a full-on foundation? Because I run hot. Uh-huh. So do I just, like, powder from head to toe, try to, like, blend it in? Because if there's, like, a whisper on the wind of, like, it being <laughs> right. 80, right? it's... Uh, I understand you because I'm a furnace. Just- yeah. Yeah, I'm a furnace. I completely understand. Um, how I just prevent it is I first put actually secret spray, secret spray on my face. Really? Yep, because it's an antiperspirant, mm-hmm. so it actually helps lock ah, down your pores. See? Yeah. Um, and then you go with your makeup application, and then at the end, I use a product uh, by, it's called uh, Final Stage by a company called Ben Nye that is a menthol base that actually stimulates your your follicles to shut completely down and it puts a sealant over your face mm. so you don't melt. So it, And it feels good. It's refreshing. It really is. But you usually always have a big fan with you. Flick that bitch open and start fanning yourself because it's hot. It's very hot. Or a lotus Right, Pat? Isn't it hot? Because weren't you just in face? Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I saw the pictures. I saw they the were, pictures. You look Gorgeous. Oh. Yes. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You've got such a pretty face. Yes, I have to thank my mama for that. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it because uh, we were showing Beyonce uh, the pictures in the office here, and and uh, we were looking at pictures of my my parents' wedding from about six years ago, and uh, I was I was like, okay, so now that you've seen that, oh, did you see the pictures of me? And we're cycling through them, and I'm like, this one. He's like, yep, just like your mom. That's Mama Cita all the way. (laughs) All the way. Yeah, Stonewall had their, um, this is the second year they've done it. They did their turnabout event, which um, a lot of bars, or I guess the bigger bars will do a a turnabout event. They'll they'll tie it into a fundraiser, and they have the resident drag queens turn the other half of the entertainment you know, department, mm. and a lot of times the bartenders, because I, I believe the the original purpose of turnabout at a bar would be the bartenders become the drag queens, and the drag queens take over as the bartenders. So basically, it's turning the tables on what your normal uh, your normal bar staff would be. Well, with us, um, some of the bartenders did participate in turnabout, um, and some of them actually bartended for the night in you know in full uh, in full geesh ish because mm. you know. It was trailer trash turnabout. So a lot of them looked very interesting. Um, some of them looked downright like you would never think that they were, dude. Like they, you know, some of the, the bartenders actually really turned into lovely women. Um, but I was very fortunate. I had asked uh, the Divine Grace to do my makeup that night and told her what number I was going to perform. And she's like, I've got the perfect wig for that. So then I went to the Magic Mall and got myself a lovely dress and some accessories. And At the Magic Mall, girl. <laughs> girl, I, wanted, I was doing Kesha. I had to find a, you know. Was it a magical experience? Oh, it was something. <laughs> Creating creativity from diversity type well, of thing. Yeah. Yes. Well, my favorite part of the trip there was the fact that every single, like, dress shop uh-huh. 
had this big old sign, no refunds, no exchanges. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because as I was going up there, this little Asian woman was like, um, we sell one night wear. And these, they try, they'd be trying to come back and, and bring this stuff back. That's why I don't, I don't do any refunds. Yeah. That's hilarious. I said, okay, not That's a problem. Hilarious. I'll make sure I love it before I buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I found a dress that was, was pretty damn awesome and got all that set. But yeah, I, I had shaved because I was going to be doing the, uh, I'm doing the no shave November, you know. Mm. Let's see if I can actually grow a mustache. Uh-huh. That's not happening. <laughs> it's not no. yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't do a mustache well. The beard is going to come in nice, though, I'm sure. The goatee will be back. That's for damn sure. <laughs> if wishes were horses, I would have a full stable. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but yeah, but it was definitely an interesting experience. It uh, it took Divine Grace about an hour. Mm-hmm. To do my makeup, mm-hmm. um, and the one thing, and this is so funny to be proud of, but her biggest like compliment was the fact that my face took makeup like no other one that she's done. Uh, she yeah. she also did the makeup for Michael O'Quinn, who's the GM of Stonewall, um, and she's like, I kept on just having to put makeup down, put makeup down, put makeup down. She's like, with you, whoop, one little line, <laughs> it's good to go. Well, and, and that's true because like, and I'm going to talk about my sis real quick, lips. James has to do her foundation like five layers. Her face just absorbs the makeup. And so by you not absorbing makeup made Divine's life oh, yeah. so easy. I could night. I could only imagine if I had if it had been a challenge for me to take makeup that in the time frame for the fact that it took an hour and we actually went into when this show had started. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if I yeah, if there had been any other issues, I probably would not have come out looking the way that I did because she wouldn't have had the time. Um, so I definitely I thank Divine Grace for for doing a wonderful job because people were actually had to do double takes, and some as they walked by me did not even realize who I was nice. until I got announced on stage and came up on stage. Um, I, one of the guys that works at the bar later on goes. Um, when I walked, walked by you earlier and they were trying to, you know, point me in your direction, he's like, I was like, oh, who's this random tranny that came to watch the show? <laughs> and then you got on stage and I was like, holy shit, that's Pat. <laughs> so it, it was pretty, it was, it was a pretty interesting experience. Not one that I, right. you know, I dipped a foot into the, that world. You were like, and now I'm drying my foot off and yeah. it's done. <laughs> but next year when you do it, how did you get the makeup off? How easy was it to get it off? It wasn't horrible. We used cold, um, we bought a big old tub of cold cream. Did you want to know a little secret? What's that? Oil sheen. See, they were saying oil sheen they were by saying motions, honey. Uh, it is from girl to boy in ten seconds flat. I definitely really? yes. Oh, look, 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 look oh, at over here. Like, mental notes. Making notes over there. He's like, <laughs> he's got a little steno pad out. <laughs> but real quick, actually, I'm, I'm glad you guys brought that up because. I wanted to, to touch on this. I, I know that we're going to get ready to try to wrap this up, but it, it was, we talked about this off, you know, off the podcast. The oddest experience of this whole thing wasn't going into these places and having these Asian women, or I actually bought my dress from this, this black man, wasn't having to go buy a dress from them. <laughs> the oddest and most uncomfortable experience <laughs> I had in that entire two hours that it took me to go buy my dress and get all my shit together was going to pay less. <laughs> To buy shoes because, <laughs> because I had to try the shoes on 
And I'm looking at these because I had this idea in my head of what kind of shoes I wanted. Uh-huh. And I, I pretty much got the, sh- the type of shoe I wanted. Girl, is it a wedge? No. no. I had high heels. No, it's okay. high heels. It's okay. I'll show you the shoes. Okay. Um, I couldn't wear the high, the yeah, big no. heel because it was way too way too much for my uh, my calves. Girl, what size are you? 11. They're, they're women's 11. 11 not wide, though. No. No, well, no, I'm up. <laughs> but going into Payless, and I was like, okay. So I went to like the middle of the store with these, with these shoes, and I tried one on, and I'm like, okay. This fits all right. I'm like, I should probably try the other one on. And at that minute, I hear the door open, like the front door of the store open. I'm like, oh shit, I can't try these. I can't be this dude in I, my, my, my Rage Tees, Bear Hunters Club t-shirt, my khaki cargo shorts on, and heels in Payless. I'm like, I can't yes, do this. I went up yes. to the register and said, I like to buy both of these. I was like, I can't try them on in here. And the funniest part was that the, the girl at the counter was like, Oh, we have it happen all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, well, then they've got then they they obviously have a lot less shame than I do. <laughs> oh gosh, that's awesome. Well, Pat, Brian, thank you for everything as always. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to thank our special guest, Beyonce Bear. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to to talk with you guys. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And make sure that you check out Beyonce Bear on Facebook and Lips and Hips Productions now have a fan page. Yep. We have a fan page on Facebook and then I also have Beyonce.com Lips has LovelyLadyLips.com And she just revamped her website. Yeah, just revamped it. Mine's actually under construction as we speak um, and then we're both on YouTube uh, Twitter Instagram and Bear, depending on where you are, it's either B E A R or B A R E because there's some other bitch out there that has that stole my name after I made my name and I wasn't quick enough to get in the bear. Mm. And so I'm like, it's okay, it's all right, honey. So yeah. is that the one that does that does Madonna as well? Yeah, she lives out in California. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've seen that bitch around. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, it's always been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And with that, I, I don't know. We'll probably do another episode. Hopefully, well, it won't take as long as this one did because I had to go out of town and have some fun. <laughs> but with that, everyone, thank you for joining us. I love you all. We will be back. I don't know who our guests will be. I never knew who our guests will be. But hey, how's that different from anything else? Later. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to Nerdy Show. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast. 
or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 